Welcome to Anything But Routine Podcast. This is part two of the preschool podcast. Um, Sit back, enjoy. Cindy and Amanda have a lot of really great tips and get ready to learn more about how to run your preschool class. starting preschool and Amanda's joining me over here um, and we will be hitting preschool ready to go so it's probably one of my favorite things to talk about and we're going to quick show this promo video and we did show it in the other class but um, we want to just show it again where we talk about our preschool program and we're going to try to get you in an hour with lots of stuff. This is going to be a lot of stuff. So get your writing tools out. Here we go. Okay. Something that when you get to a point where you have more than one class, our parents started getting confused. That shows like, which class am I? So we came up with this bright thing to do names of classes. So we have the Broadway babies. We have the dancing darlings. We have the little stars the Cupcake Cuties, the Itty Bitties, and the Early Birdies. That would be an AM class that you have during the day at your studio. So you could come up with names that work for you, but I tell the parents the name of their child's class. So then when it's in a show program or in a newsletter, they know when to come. And like, for instance, for our Halloween shows, we do like three Halloween shows at our studio, and they might only have four classes at it but they only want to see their kid anyway. And so we do activities, we'll get to that, but yeah. So next, I have this rug, I call it the landing pad. And at first you thought it was kind of dumb. I was not on board with this. She put it in my studio and I was like, I'm never gonna use this. So I kind of shoved it off to the side and I didn't do it. But what happened when we did this, I got this idea from someone when I went to a class in New York and Um, I won't take credit for it. And what happens is they come in the studio. Normally what they used to do is run around. Right now they come in the studio, boom, they want to sit on the fuzzy rug. Now, most of our studios have pink ones. Some have blue. I like the idea of the turquoise because then if you have boys or purple, you don't have to have the pink concept, you know, but it calms them down immediately. You can get them on Amazon the one on the pink one here was really expensive. My husband ordered it and I about died when it came in. It was like, it was like a really expensive rug. Steve kind of has the go bigger, go home mentality. It's so dang heavy to put away and carry cause it's so good quality. So I would say get a cheap furry one. That's like cheaper and lighter weight to carry around. We just hang it over the ballet bar at one of the ends of the studios. So and what kind of sold me on this is I used it one time cause I, I was, I just was going to try it out and then I kind of didn't do it the next time and everyone was, where's the rug? We want the rug. And then I noticed that even kids that were a little scared when they saw that all the kids were sitting in there, they ran in and just left with their mom and it was okay. Trust us. Mm-hmm. You'll love the rug. It, so I was wrong. <laughs> it's good. We do stuff like pointing feet exercises when we're sitting on that rug and I do the attendance while my assistants are doing this. We'll have like beautiful feet, yucky feet. And, and I'll pretend I'm um, like, for the ugly feet, we do, I'm Ursula. I want to see, you know, yucky feet. And then for the 
beautiful feet. It's like I'm a fairy godmother. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Now they will point and they love that. But it's just like getting them kind of to feel okay when they come in. Um, someone's asking, do you know what the size of the rug I is? I think it's like eight by eight. Yeah, I think it's an eight foot rug, you know? And um, and that's actually kind of, it's perfect. Size. It's perfect size. You wouldn't want to go any bigger. And sometimes I've struggled finding the round ones and there's square ones, but I just think everybody's face looking at each other really makes it, you know, important and makes it a big deal. So um, open your door like it's a ceremony. You don't let anybody come in early because you want it to be, we're lined up, we're ready to go in the room. And I open the door like, here, you can come in now. And it's a big deal. We had to laugh that one day my class butts up to our varsity, which is very high intensity. And one of my little girls was extremely ADD. I'm not being, um, I'm ADD too, so I'm not, I'm not calling her out. But she ran through our varsity practice. I'm here. Here I am. And, 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 you know, so normally I don't let kids just come in early like that. It was very rare. So, um, really be there to welcome kids in those first few weeks. And as they come in, it's a big deal. Right after the rug, we always start with move the circle round and round, round and round we go. Stop, go the other way. And if you don't have that, that is older than the hills. We made a new one which we are sharing with you and you will get to use it. Um, and Adina and Allie made it. So it's cool. Um, one thing I can say about that is if a kid comes late, they feel like they're, they've missed out. And mm -hmm. so we usually leave one of our assistants by the door to help get them into like, you're okay. We just started, you know, like, come on mm -hmm. in and it's okay. That, you know, kind of sneaking them into the circle or whatever we're doing. Um, Cause I noticed that a lot of times they kind of feel like, Oh no, I, I missed it. That's another point to talk about with parents. If you can get your kids there 15 minutes early, they are going to be way more successful in their dance class. They get used to it. It's the parents that are rushing them in and pushing them through the door that then they're nervous. Then the kid's nervous because they feel the parents' nerves. So try to talk about getting them in. Again, everything I'm saying, obviously, they might not be able to hold hands this year, so they won't be able to do move the circle. She's been teaching preschool right now without our normal stuff. And, and we've been doing a lot of activities and um, just they have a little rectangle of their space to play in and we've been doing things and kind of making light of the fact that we're separated. <laughs> and did you do it? They're, they're almost like a it's like a like a, a lane, like a lane, like a lane, so they can move forward and back, but they stay in their lane. And then they're also separated, so like the tape doesn't butt up to each other. Like so, that this lane is here, and then this one kind of like this, like ones in the back and ones in the front. And then we window front row and back row, so we can yeah. get more in there. So you can get them in there. So um, next, I just want to talk about. Um, we just uh, we already talked about attendance, so just don't waste time with that. Using your tutu mats, tutu top mats, we use them to stretch on like a yoga mat. If anyone's interested in those, we have them. Um, we have a teacher price on those, and they really are nice for first position, second position, third. You know, our fifth, our ballet teacher goes, that is not the correct feet position. But it, it, we know kids can't really do fifth position, so we have it like a little easier. And we know that, but um, I've actually been using the mats in our summer class, and so we hang them on the bar. They get to go pick their certain mat up, bring they it to their little the spot. Same one every and, week, and then I have their name on a little piece of tape on the bar, and they put it right back where they got it. And then there's like a ballet um, activity that goes through the 
the um, all the positions with them. Which one is that? Is that music? Yep, it's with music. I can add it into that. Okay. Um, teaching tips. So start teaching the routine. If you're teaching routines, I start doing them verbally, but you don't talk much with preschoolers. The more you use the music, the better. The faster you move, the better. As soon as you see that gloss over, you know, I feel like half the time they could just do it with the music and not even be taught the steps. So I'm a musical learner. And, and I think that's something to be really thinking about with your kids. Everybody learns different. Some people are visual. Some people are verb, you know, like the music. And uh, But know that preschool's attention span is as long as their age. So if they're two, their attention span will not go over two minutes. If they're three, it will not go over three minutes. So I always say I'm a great preschool teacher because I'm ADD and that's about as long as my attention span too. So I'm switching stuff all the time. The more you switch, the more you keep them engaged. So um, you can sometimes if you're, you've taught some of the routine and then the music, keep the music on and you could keep going and they would just pick it up without actually having been taught it. Okay. By the way, any questions put in the chat? Are you seeing? Yep, okay. So now we're going to, um, um, so with my preschool classes, I make like a lesson plan for myself just, and I can go run and get one if you want to see what it looks like, but I kind of map out what I want to do. I know it's not always going to go that way because you don't know what's going to happen, but I need to have a plan. And so like, for example, yesterday when I was teaching, I started with the two activities I was going to teach. I wrote down what time for myself, like, this one's two minutes, that one's one minute, so that's three minutes of my class. Then the next part, I'm going to review our routine, what we did before. So we just kind of go over what we went through. Um, we had a girl that hadn't been there, so we kind of slowed down. I usually slayed out like three minutes for that. But anyway, so I go through my whole class and do that. Then when I reach my half hour limit, I add on 10 more minutes of stuff. Because for some reason, no matter how much I put in there, I always fly through all that and then I'm stuck with nothing else. So then I have other things that we can add into it. So it's always better to have more to Way add more, yeah. so that then you can fill that time. The other thing I feel some teachers don't realize is you could go back and do the same thing again and they would love it. You know, like you could, like say you worked on spotting drill or something, not that we ever do that that much with little kids. We do, we do, but you could do it again. Or say you did some activity at the beginning, you could do it again at the end. But And then like when I invite the parents in, I always do this one activity because you just stay on the on your ex or whatever, but they're doing something when the parents come in and they get to see them doing, we don't just stand there and wait for the parents to come in. We're always doing something I like when they're that. coming in. I like that. Um, Something that I was going to say is look at this picture and do you see how Amanda's in the middle and the two teachers are spread out? So we always tell our teachers that you like uh, on this end where where Avery's standing, she would be the one looking at those five girls. Amanda's looking at the middle five girls and Callie was looking at the end five girls. So they all have somebody eyes right on them and helping them and parents like that too. So Okay, now we're going to just listen to a couple songs that I just got to give a shout out to Allie and Adina. So Allie makes this music on her soundboard, and that's why we're able to share it with you. And so we're going to give you about eight songs to use with your preschoolers, which you are going to love. I'm walking 
Down the street, I'm walking. Down the street, I'm walking. Down the street, I'm walking in my favorite way. I'm skipping. Down the street, I'm skipping. Down the street, I'm skipping. You hear? Down the street, I'm skipping in my favorite way. So that's when I actually made made this up when I was walking to the mailbox with my grandson and we were just playing and he kept on do that again, do that again. And so I'm like, all right, we're turning this into an activity. This one is um, our move the circle. Everyone hold hands. It's time to move the circle. Move our circle round and round. Keep on going and don't slow down. Stop. Now go the other way. Move our circle round and round. Keep on going and don't slow down. Stop. Now make it mini. Move to the middle and make it mini. Here We're it so squish, we better get biggie. Okay, so that's one. Then we do an improv, and it's great to have little kids improv. They will. Musicality improv. Can you dance like the sounds that you hear in this song? First, be sneaky. Emotional improv. Can you use your face and your body to make us feel the emotions in this song? First, let's dance happy. They're really good at dancing happy, but the next one when they dance bad, everybody freeze. They don't want to do it. Now, let's dance sad. This one, for some reason, they have, they get weirded out. It's different. It's not happy and jumping around. It's different. It's like yesterday, we played this, and then I was just sad. And she was looking around. Everybody freeze. Now, let's dance angry. say get them improving young because it really helps them learn to be expressive now here's dancers sleeping we won't play you the whole thing but we did this to are you sleeping are you sleeping dancers sleeping dancers sleeping Those are going to be great for you. We also have made some um, let me see your first position and some different things like that. But they're just fun ways to make learning more exciting. And um, so I hope you enjoy those. And it kind of keeps the fun in class. Thanks for listening to the Anything But Routine podcast. Uh, Stay tuned for part three coming up in the next couple days here. Um, If you like this, hit subscribe, rate us on Apple or Spotify, um, and we'll see you next time.